Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day. But that's pivotal to our faith staying strong and growing stronger because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Now, so we need to be in God's Word regularly, consistently, and 13 minutes each day? Well, we can work that into our busy schedules, can't we? Maybe driving to work in the morning, driving home from work in the evening, taking a lunch break, taking a break from our chores around the house. 13 minutes. Well, we can fit that in almost every day if we really give attention to it. Faith helps us to stay close to God. And God's Word is key to that faith. You know people in your life who need to develop faith, don't you? stronger faith, perhaps. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can, literally. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing, but also a great blessing for you. So start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We are in a rather deep study about faith. And we're really looking at it from a logical perspective. We're not necessarily going through all of what I might call the nuts and bolts of building faith and so on, but, but really what faith is and how, how pivotal it is to our lives. We need faith, but we're not talking about some unrealistic belief system. We're not talking about some wild dream that is imaginary. We're talking about a real faith that is based upon substance and evidence. As the Hebrews writer wrote the definition in Hebrews 11 in verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again, we understand substance. A blind person can walk through a room with which he is not familiar And all of a sudden, he bumps into a wall that he does not know is there because he cannot see it. He recognizes there's a wall there. He can run his hands up and down it and and understand, okay, I've walked into a wall because there's substance there. Again, he can be sitting in that room. The lights may be on, but he's blind. He cannot see the light. Maybe he's just sitting in the darkness. But then suddenly he hears footsteps coming toward him and he recognizes immediately someone is in the room with me because the footsteps are the evidence. That person comes up to him and speaks to him. Sure enough, somebody is right there with me because his voice or her voice is the evidence of their existence. Maybe they reach out and touch his hand and he feels the presence, and that touch is evidence. God's evidence is all around us through all that he created. Our very lives, our very physical bodies, let alone the earth and the universe all around us. The evidence of Christ being God's Son and our Lord and Savior, having been here on this earth, That evidence is all around us, through all of those who believe in Christ, through the Bible, which is God's Word that goes into detail teaching us about Christ, 
through all kinds of inspired literature that people have written because of their faith in Christ. All of the benevolent institutions that are based upon faith in Christ, all of the medical facilities that are there because of Christians inspired to build them and operate them as believers in Christ. And the list could go on and on and on. The evidence is there. The historical evidence is clear. Jesus lived. But now when Jesus came to this earth in the form of man, bringing the gospel message of salvation and intending to lead the Jewish people into the transition into Christianity, many believed on him, but most rejected him. And particularly, most of the leaders rejected him. But Jesus used reason with them. In John chapter 10 and verse 25, he said, I told you and you do not believe. In other words, I taught you, I told you who I am, I told you what I'm here for, and you did not believe. Then he goes on and says, the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Now, Jesus was here in substance, physical form. People could see him. We can read the historical accounts. He was here. He says, the evidence that I am who I say I am, God the Son, the Savior, the Messiah, you can see that evidence through the works that I do in your presence in my Father's name. We drop down to verse 37. He goes on and he says, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do though you do not believe me, and the sense being through the words I've spoken, believe the works that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. They saw the miracles. They saw the signs and the wonders. Peter brought that out in, on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, rebuking the Jewish people for their rejection of Christ. He said in verse 22 of Acts chapter 2, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you, in other words, proven by God to you, by miracles, wonders, and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourselves also know. Oh, And then, of course, the resurrection of Christ is without question. He was seen not by a person or two. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he was seen by, on one occasion alone, by 500 at one time. And then, by multitudes of others, I'm sure, through those 40 days that he walked upon this earth after his resurrection. And the resurrection is pivotal to Christian faith. A young skeptic said to an elderly lady, I once believed in God, but since studying science, I am convinced that God 
is an empty word. Hmm. The lady replied, Well, I have not studied science, but since you have, but since you have maybe you can tell me from whence came this egg. Why, of course, from the hen, was the reply. And where did the hen come from? The lady asked. Why, the egg, the young man replied. And perhaps, said the lady, you can tell me which existed first. The hen, of course, rejoined the young man. You mean then, the lady responded, you mean that a hen existed without having come from an egg? Oh, no, he said, I should have said the egg was first. Well, then you mean, the lady responded, you mean that an egg existed without having come from a hen? He exclaimed, you've got me all mixed up. She drove home her point. Young man, since you cannot explain the existence of even a hen or an egg without God as the creator of the hen and the egg, you cannot expect me to believe that you can explain the existence of the whole world without God. We must believe that he is. He is God. He is the creator. When we look at Psalm 19 and verse 1, we read this. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Of course, we have been emphasizing that through this study, that the existence of God can be seen, can be believed without question through the creation that he brought upon this earth. The heavens declare, the heavens the universe, the stars, the sun, the moon, shout out the existence of God. There had to have been a creator. We could not see all of the creation come into being by random chance, by accident. How could that be? We recognize that anything mechanical or anything structural has to be designed by somebody. A knowledge, a power. Now, we could call it an engineer. We could call it an architect. We could call it a mechanic. We could call it a carpenter. But it has to be designed. It has to be built by someone because it cannot possibly just exist on its own. Well, how could we think this world, this universe, how could we think our physical bodies, all life on this earth, could just happen on its own? How could that be? Romans chapter 1 and verse 19, because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. 
the creation itself shouts out the existence of God, proclaims it loudly and continuously. God is. How could anybody not believe if they're looking at what they see around them from a logical perspective? How could they not believe? And yet many do not. The devil is skillful. The devil is powerful. He has blinded the eyes of faith for many people. But God is still there, ready to open their eyes again. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, you are God. You are the God. You are all-powerful, and you are all-loving. Help people see. Help people have faith. Help people come to you through Jesus Christ, we pray. We pray for forgiveness in his name. Amen.